creeps, before we get to today's episode, I have some really exciting news that I want to share with you all. If you follow uh, me on Instagram, Alex on Instagram, our podcast Instagram, any of our social media, there's a chance you've already seen this, but myself, along with honorary girl who cried be horror, Roberta Guevara, who has been on our show before, are co-directing a short film that we co-wrote together. It is a horror comedy slasher and we're really excited about it because it's also serving as a proof of concept for a feature length horror comedy slasher film that we spent the last three years writing. Um, We have a really great team behind us who are all um, kind of like unfathomably talented. Um, It's a little jarring but all this to say, um, this is a project that I'm really excited about and I really would love to share with anyone that listens because presumably you are a horror fan and or you like me, I would hope, to some capacity. Um, but right now we're currently in the crowdsourcing campaign stage of everything. Um, we have a Seed and Spark campaign page. I'm going to link that in the episode description. But, you know, check it out. That's all I'm asking. Give it a look, um, you know just to get excited about it. Um, If you're in the giving spirit or have the means to do so, if you were to make a pledge to the campaign, it would mean so much to me, truly. Um, And there's really fun incentives to kind of like nudge you into pledging. But also I understand that everyone's financial situation and where they're at is their own business and it's all different. So at the very least, even if you just felt compelled to share the campaign on your own social media, to help spread the word to maybe other people that do have the means to pledge and want to, that's also just as important and just as meaningful. Um, But yeah, creeps, I just wanted to share that fun little thing that I'm making a movie. And now on to the episode. It's Rachel Sennett's world and we're all just waiting for her podcast in it. On today's Big Screen Scares mini-sode, we are covering Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes! A movie so nice they named it thrice. (laughs) (laughs) The girls who cried be horror. Hi, creeps, and welcome to another mini-sode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. As always, I am Anya. Hi, bitches. I'm Alex. I believe this is our first mini-sode of the season. Yeah. As Anya reminded me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is. It's kind of, we were talking about this the other day because I was like, damn. Not that we ever went like, I feel like crazy with mini-sodes. We usually have a good like spattering. And I was like, we haven't had any this season so far, which I feel like is out of character for us. But to be fair, like we had a lot going on um, since the start of season three. You literally had a whole ass wedding. Yeah. And I'm obviously been working on this short film, which takes up almost every waking fucking moment of my time. So, you know, it's been hard. But Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was so special. We were like, we should do a mini so because we haven't done one and it's going to be so fun to talk about. Um, so we'll just say off the bat, uh, this is a spoiler heavy episode, as are any of our mini um, unless stated otherwise. Um, and it's a big screen scares mini so this is a movie that we are urging you to go see in the theaters if you can, if you feel safe to, all that jazz. It's really a fun time. Um, Alex, you, when did you see it? I saw this on Friday, and we are recording on a Tuesday, so like four days ago. Um, I went in pretty blind. I had seen the trailer once before maybe before Black Phone, I'm not really sure, but mm-hmm. I saw it once. I didn't really get like a huge grasp on what the movie was going to be other than like the main premise that it's a bunch of like Gen Z friends hanging out, playing a murder game, and then like maybe things go bad. I like, it's it felt very like April Fool's Day to me upon mm-hmm. viewing the trailer of like, 
is it really murder? Are they fucking around? Um, and I knew the cast. And that was about it. So going into it, uh, semi-blind, I would say, was like definitely the move for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I don't usually like to go into movies with the mindset of like, if I love this, I want to do a mini-sode on it. But I will say there was like a bit near the end where I was like... <laughs> There's no fucking way we're not doing a mini-sode. And then I texted you after and you were like, okay, so if you want to do a mini-sode, like, we can. And well, I was like, I already as knew. You're saying, it came literally the tail end of, like, twenty less than 24 hours earlier. We were like, we did no mini-sodes this season. That's kind of crazy. And then it was just, like, serendipitous. And it was like, oh, then perfect. Um, I saw this uh, eight days ago. So literally a day over a week ago. Um, and I saw it with, like, a group of people, which I think it's also, like, a fun movie to see with like, mm-hmm, a group of definitely. friends. Um, two of the people which were um, two honorary girls who cried be horror Roberto and Cornelia um, love 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 and yeah I mean I didn't really go in I mean I guess I went in blind in the sense of like I'd only seen a trailer like I didn't like read up on it and was like mm-hmm. trying to figure anything out before I went in but this is one of the movies that like I was so fucking excited for like obviously I love a horror comedy I don't think it's any like secret to anybody um, and I don't know. There's something about, like, it struck to me, like, in some semblance, like, a whodunit to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, yeah, as you were saying, like, these friends are playing a game and the power goes out. And then, like, one by one, it seems like, you know, they're getting killed and they're, like, turning on each other and they're trying to figure out who it is. Um, and it made me think of, and I've felt this way for a very long time, it, like, unlocked, like, a memory in me, which was that, like, in middle school... I want to say, like, seventh grade, in whatever English class I was in, we had, like, a unit where we did mysteries. Mm-hmm. And, like... I, sh- I don't know what the fuck our teacher was doing. I think, honestly, she, like, pitched it as one thing, but I really think it was because, like, the school, like, only had a certain number of copies of this book. <laughs> but, like, she let half the class read uh, Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Okay. Um, And I wanted to read it so bad. I did not get selected in this, like, pers- like, like better group, which is so funny to me because, like, um, when I graduated high school, I got the English department award. Like, I was the English department bitch, so she can suck my ass through a straw. Um, was that, like, the one that people wanted? Was the other one fucking awful? Well, the other one was, like, you either got, like, Agatha Christie's, um, and then there were none. Uh-huh. Or then there was, like, a spattering of other just, like, random, like, from the library, like, mysteries. Um, and, and it's funny because, like, you had to get partnered up with somebody. And I got partnered up with this one guy um, who, like, I wouldn't say he was, like, a bad boy. But, like, we had kind of a relationship where it was, like, we, like, fought with each other. But mm-hmm. it was, like, I think, like, secretly we liked each other. And so then, like, I just remember, like, we were partners. And that was, like, a whole thing. Um, and there was, like, a scene in our book where, like, these two characters were, like, in love and, like, kissing in a treehouse. And I remember being, like, we had to, like, take notes and then, like, talk to each other the next day about what we read. And I was, like, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about this smooching um (laughs) (laughs) but um anyways all this to say even though only half the class got to read motherfucking agatha christie's i keep saying agatha christie's like i need to come but i can say it in front of everything um and then there were none at like our local like theater like downtown in fucking albany i'm from albany if y'all didn't know um they were doing a production of it so we all went as a class so like half these fucking kids had read the goddamn book which at, for, at the time I was like, well, fuck this. Like, that's not fair. But honestly, it was better to go on blind for me. So I still haven't to this day read the book, but I've seen the stage play. And It I has remember, been like top of my list of books to read for fucking years. I just remember so vividly, like, I don't know in my life, truly, and I guess I haven't gone to a lot of like live theater, like being so like affected by something because like in the mm-hmm. theater, like 
it's as you're watching these people arrive to this house and like da 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 and then like they would like turn off all the lights in the theater like it would be like a like a like a lightning crack and then like the power would go out and you would just and I remember one time it was like you just heard like a woman like scream and as like a young horror baby oh my god you know I was like I did not realize what I was missing like I was already annoyed and now I'm angrier like this is like visceral and ever since then I've always had like an affection for anything that is just like that kind of who done it like like clue or anything mm-hmm. like that where it is just like the power's gonna go out and someone's gonna die and then the lights are gonna come back on and who's it gonna be and we don't know so like when I saw this trailer and I was like oh and they're leaning into that like yeah the Gen Z comedy and it's like pretty much an all-female cast for the mm-hmm. most part and they're just like at each other's throats I was like this is going to be so fucking good and I was so right so yeah, it- it's funny because I, I think it was maybe a, a review on Letterboxd that you liked, but it's like stayed in my brain since I read it. But somebody's review was just Agatha Christie's Euphoria. And I was Literally, like, absolutely, yes. that is this movie to a T. Yes. I love that aesthetic. I think it's really fun when done correctly, which mm-hmm. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies does correctly. Do I feel like I feel like that's the big thing with this kind of movie, with like trying really hard to get into the like tone and like dialogue of you know 20 something year old gen zers who like are really big on social media a lot of these characters like are very very narcissistic and self-centered and like it can come across very fucking like on the nose and cringy and like who the fuck wrote this like nobody talks like this yes like we've seen some you know for everybody's bodies bodies there's 20 black christmas 2019s (laughs) no offense but also yes um so like when it's done correctly I just find it so fascinating and like I'm so absorbed in it because like I know people who talk like this. I know people who act like this. It's very genuine. It's fun. The actors are amazing. I mean, Rachel Sennett, I want to marry oh my immediately. God. Greg, sorry, we're getting a divorce. I have a new partner in life. <gasps> I mean, I loved her in Shiva Baby as well, but like, yes. oh my God. Mm. Well, let's take a moment. Yes, to talk about Rachel. I mean, you just said so much and I agree with all of it. Yeah, I mean... In, first and foremost, yes, in terms of, like, the dialogue, like, that for me, yeah, was going to be, like, the make or fucking break. Yeah. Because I was, like, it's a horror comedy, and based on the trailers, it feels like, yeah, a lot of it is going to be these, like, very funny, like, I wouldn't call them monologues, but, like, these exchanges between the characters. And that was going to be so critical, because, yes, if it, like, wasn't written well, slash, or, like, the jokes weren't funny, it was going to fucking die in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, it was going to be done. Um, or if they played it, like, too serious, wasn't yeah. going to work. And if they played it to like we're making fun of gen z it wasn't gonna work and it was a perfect balance of exactly what you said like yeah you know somebody like this you've met somebody like this are you just like you've seen some bitch on tiktok that like is being serious like this like so like it's very real um but yes it balances in a way where like i believe these performances but there's also these like these jokes that are landing and they're landing because they are like leaning into like the ridiculousness of it um it's funny, I was reading um, an article, um, like an interview with uh, Rachel Sennett literally earlier today in which she was talking about this movie and she was saying her character Alice, how like she loved Alice. Mm-hmm. She like loved her playing her. Even though like obviously like all the characters to a certain degree in the movie are supposed to be like, are you like a bad person? Or like you actually are, you are a bad person, blah, blah, you're annoying, whatever. But like it was funny because like they were saying in the article that like 
what works about this movie as well is that like yes like these characters are like mocking these gen z stereotypes or whatever but like to a certain degree all of them like there is humanity in all of them. absolutely like even though like they're like oh you're like oh my god if i was at this party like worst people ever or like blah blah but it's like but to a certain degree like we all, as you said like we know people like this and it was also saying which i honestly appreciated where it's like sometimes it's hard to watch these things because you're like this person is doing this thing and it's reflecting a little bit too much of myself and I don't like seeing that, which is also so true just in general, obviously in the day and age we're living in with like social media and like the need to like have a brand or mm-hmm. blah, blah, or like, you know, like it cancel culture, like all of it. Um, but yeah, Rachel Sennett, she, I think everyone did excellent. I don't think anyone in the movie was bad, um, but she easily stole the fucking show and I went in knowing she was trying to do a great job because she was wonderful and she had a baby um and she I was obsessed I was like I I need her podcast like I'm not fucking around like I literally went home that night and I was like does Rachel Sennett just have a podcast because I'll listen <laughs> I did feel it. a little um, bit attacked when they were talking about the podcast I laughed so was that the thing you were talking about at the end that we had to talk about why we had to do a mini-sode? Or was it something else? No, I mean, in just in general, I felt like we had to do one. But, like, every time oh, yes. they brought up her podcast, I was like, I feel attacked. When she is at the end and she's like, it's actually, like, really hard to do a podcast. Even with Google Calendar, I was like, <laughs> literally go off. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with, with what you said. Because, like, I think this film balances, like, the social media persona that all of these characters are, like, trying so hard to embody and, like, you know be in real life and then when shit goes like down and they don't have their social media and their phones and it's just like everything is cut off and they have to trust each other then their like real selves come out and in some ways i think there's a lot of humanity and like vulnerability in a lot of them and other times they're fucking cutthroat and they're vicious and they're like fuck you i'm here for me and i think that's all very relatable and i think because they have that balance it makes both seem more genuine because, like, mm-hmm. if it's if they're just, like, their persona the whole time and they don't ever, like, cut away from that, I don't know if I care. Because, like, you get to see who they are, like, for real when shit goes down. Um, but, like, Rachel Sennett's performance, her, de- her delivery of every line is, like, genius. Because I think yes. on paper, her lines were probably pretty funny, but I think the way that she delivers so many of them, I can't stop thinking about the scene when they start to suspect greg lee pace's character as being the murderer and they're like how long have you known him and she's panicked she's flustered and she's like "Ah, ah, long like (laughs) two weeks and i just like died the way she was like "Ah, long and like killed me i thought she was so well then i I love her also being like they're like you know whatever the fuck they asked her like it was like his middle name or something. Oh. She's like, you asked his middle name she's like he's like a libra whatever the he's a libra moon that's what's important and honestly she's right I was like, yeah, I mean, the Libra moon is positive. I don't don't dislike that. Um, but, yeah, and I also really liked, um, because it was funny because Bridget, my sister, she also saw it, and, like, her, like, letterbox review was something like, you know, like, let's be honest. Like, we've all had a moment where we're, like, with our friends, like, whatever, like, playing a game, and it's got, like, and it's gotten, someone's feelings have gotten hurt and you want to kill somebody. Where I'm like, yeah, it also brought up those, like, feelings. Just once again, I think it goes to show, like, how, like, well, like, both written and performed it is in, like, yeah, I had immediately I had memories like more so like high school, but honestly a little bit of college of like whether like, you're having a hangout with a friend or friends rather, and like you you start to play a game like truth or dare or whatever the fuck, and it's like, and you all secretly fucking know like 
the point of the game is to like for it to get messy a little mm-hmm. bit for there to be drama and like there's a party the sick little rat brains we all have that craves it but at the same time you're like why I don't want to do that like, they say it in the movie they're like well someone always ends up crying when we play this game which like obviously gets taken to the extreme this time around mm-hmm. um but I just love that as well because like obviously big spoiler if you've been listening to this point in didn't listen about the spoilers like obviously at the end and this was the big thing for me where I was like bravo was that it all in the end after everything goes down pretty much everyone has died except our two our our couple that arrived at the party they have made it through but like their relationship might be over with um it's revealed because they find Pete Davidson's phone he was the first to die with his throat cut that he was making a TikTok with one of his dad's swords because he was trying to emulate like whatever the fuck Lee Pace was doing with a bottle at the beginning and fucked up and like cut his own fucking throat and killed himself and it's caught on TikTok which of course like plays both in the theater as this moment of like really funny but also like oh my fucking god so like Mm -hmm. it literally was no one the whole time um and I think this works really well because let me try to articulate this in a way because I know I like babble sometimes I think there's been a lot especially in recent years of these like movies not necessarily whodunits but like in general horror where it's like yeah it's set up as one thing like it is a whodunit or like it's a werewolf doing it or whatever or this that the other thing so the whole time as the audience you're like okay so there's going to be a reveal at the end or whatever like this is the monster this is the killer or whatever and then the like the twist of it all is like there wasn't one Mm -hmm. like you all like turned on each other like that like mob mentality shit which like I have no issue with for some reason in recent movies that I've seen it in and I know people don't agree fully that I know they like like these movies like and I won't name them because I'm not trying to drag any fucking movies um they haven't worked for me and it's been disappointing so when I went into this like I wasn't really even thinking about that as a possibility but what I will say that worked so well is like the entire time because one I wasn't even thinking of as a possibility and I know and I'm curious to see after I finish my thoughts what how you went in because I know mm-hmm. that you're very good at like predicting things um was I went in and of course I'm like okay it's gonna be a whodunit and then the whole time you're like obviously listening to everything everybody's saying watching everybody being like it could be this person it could be this person I think one it's really well done because truly at every point I was like it could be I it could have been any person at any point for me like at one point like I thought it could be every single one of the characters at one point or another um until obviously they get killed and then you're like okay it couldn't have been that person they also make mention of this character that like had been at the party earlier but like got angry and like punched fucking Pete Davidson before we ever met them and like stormed off named Max um and they keep like sort of bringing him up the whole time so he also gets brought up in the back of your mind where it's like well the numbers are dwindling down and like it seems like maybe none of these girls did it maybe it's this guy Max and he's just like so he hates his friend group he low he got rejected by one of the girls like he's angry he's doing it so like that was also in the realm of possibilities then you were saying too like April Fool's Day kind of shit where I was like also I don't know like um maybe because like Maria I'm gonna fucking Bakalova Bakalova like she's the new girlfriend she's never met Mm -hmm. these people before like what if it's this like weird fucked up like hazing thing they're doing to her and that's gonna be the reveal at the end like all these things I was like I'm gonna be on board for it so Mm -hmm. when the Pete Davidson thing happened there was a split second where I was like registering it and I was like okay I'm either gonna immediately be like I'm fucking annoyed like I wish it was like a killer Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna be on board and I was on board and I think once again for all the reasons I already stated like great performances great dialogue or whatever but specifically to hone in on the horror of it all 
there are moments in this movie once the power goes out and the girls at different points are split up walking around with just you know phone flashlights on that like I felt like real suspense like I was like what if like somebody like lurks up behind them like a shadow approaches behind them or like comes around a corner like I'm gonna jump like I'm gonna scream like I'm in it and like they and I feel like a lot of people argue there was like a what did we ever talk about this how like on Twitter there was this like argument going on because this one stupid motherfucker I don't know who it was was like I don't believe horror comedies exist and everyone was like they literally do he's like well they're either scary or they're funny they're never both and it's like you're annoying shut the fuck up um and this perfect horror comedy because it was fucking so funny and i'm not gonna speak for everyone just gonna speak for myself there were also moments as i said like where that atmosphere as it was building Mm -hmm. i was like this is scary like i'm scared like i'm nervous for these characters um so those are my overall thoughts i just like babbled but i would love to hear your thoughts on that especially if you had like if you thought you figured it out at one point or whatever well i also felt very similar to that and especially the scene where they go up to Greg's room and he's not in the bedroom and they go through his things and he has like all these weapons and stuff and they're like well it's like he brought stuff to protect for the hurricane and like I think in that moment they kind of all maybe with the exception of Alice came to the realization that like we might be trapped in a house with no way to get out with no power with a man who's gonna kill us all and that was really scary to like put yourself in that position just because like especially with the dark like I'm sure it's so claustrophobic and like it, they could be there at any moment and then obviously when you don't know who it is once you <laughs> once they realize it wasn't Greg um also oh that line about the fucking seasonal depression I cackled what was when the line he's like they find him finally like lying on the floor and he has like that big thing on his face with like the light shining yeah and they're like what the fuck is he doing and she's like oh he has seasonal depression it just like oh yes. cracked me the fuck up well, also um, later when she has line, I mean Rachel's not really has all the lines when she someone's does. talking about their mental illness and she's like confessing like I have body dysmorphia. I shrieked in the theater. <laughs> and they're like, shut the fuck up, Alice. Literally, it was so funny. She was so good. She deserves a fucking Oscar. I don't care. Deadass. Um, for me, so I went in, I mean, I went in with really no expectations. I didn't really have anything that I, you know, was like, I bet it's going to be this. I bet it's going to be that. Um, my overarching fear and suspicion was going to be that it was going to be Pete Davidson playing a prank on them, having, like, put oh, on, yeah. like, makeup or something. And then, you know, at the end, especially when they kept showing his body at the end, right yes. before they found the phone, I was like, this motherfucker is going to sit up, and he's going to be, like, waking up and be like, what happened? And they're going to be like, oh, my fucking God, he was just fucking with us, and we killed each other, you know? And that would have irritated me. I was really hoping that wasn't going to be what it was. Yeah. I was... I was so happy when it was the TikTok because I just think it's hilarious in general. I think it ties everything back together because they left that sword out there. They tried to do a TikTok to that fucking stupid song that everyone does TikToks to. Like it is very much in the like the vibe and the tone of the whole movie of like, yeah, he would kill himself doing a fucking TikTok. That's the kind of person that he is. Um, So it felt very satisfying to me. But I would say throughout the movie... I didn't really suspect a lot of people. I think the only person I actually suspected was Amanda Stenberg's character, um, who is, I would say, the lead of the film, um, just because her character had like some scenes where they allude to like some stuff that's happened in the past, where she's a little bit sketchy, and obviously she just kind of like showed up unannounced with this new person. So I thought, if anybody, it was going to be her, but I did mostly think it was just Pete Davidson 
playing a prank on them. And I was so fucking relieved that that's not what it was. Because I think it would have taken away from so much of the movie. Like, yeah, like, I get, like, if that had been the case, like, then, of course, like, yeah, the joke would be, like, them, like, oh, my God, in horror staring at him and him being, yeah. like, what happened? But it also, yeah, at that point, when they got to the movie and they were, like, showing his body a lot, and I thought that for a second, I was like, how the fuck are they going to tell me he lied outside all fucking Yeah, in the hurricane. Like, I can, they're not going to pull that shit. Um, but I also did think it for a second because, like, because I was, like, so ready for this movie, so, like, I was excited every time the trailer came on, and when they, like, near, like, I think, like, a week or two out from the movie releasing, they released, like, a second trailer with, like, a little, a few new clips. In mm-hmm. one of the trailers, like, near the end, there's, like, a clip, and unless it, I missed it in the movie, where it looks like Pete Davidson is, like, leaning over, like, it looks like if you were, like, inside your car, like, look, like you just opened the driver's side door and you were mm-hmm. looking out, and Pete Davidson's, like, hanging over the top of the car, like his head is, and he just, like, took a rip of, like, a vape pen or something, and he's, like, blowing smoke, and, like, that's, like, when it would be, like, coming, like, mm-hmm. August, whatever the fuck. So, I didn't see that scene in the movie before. It was probably cut. I didn't see that either. Right. So, I was, like... So, of course, I'm that, I'm that kind of person that will, like, log those scenes way in my mind and be like, that didn't happen yet. I That's why that. I don't want to watch the trailer. I know. I know. So, I was like, so there was a moment where I was like, oh, fuck, did I fuck myself? I remember that from the trailer. Yeah. Like, am I going to ruin it? Thankfully, yeah. It was just, like, a scene that, like, was cut or whatever the fuck. Um, but, yeah, like, truly, like, as I said, like, other movies have, like, tried to do the whole, like, what? There was no killer after mm-hmm. all. It was just your own stupidity and the way that you, like showed no fucking humanity for each other um which i think is an interesting concept i think it's sometimes hard to execute in a satisfying way but i think what really works about this is just like having a movie the whole time that's not missing pretty much Mm -hmm. like i know that's kind of a blanket statement but like as i said like when you have people that are like everybody's care like performance is delivering like every like line like every joke is like landing Mm -hmm. like there aren't like any like really like a few times like it was like no every joke's landing and on top of all of that it isn't leaning too funny where then I'm like okay well like I this didn't really scare me at all and now there's no satisfaction because like there's no like big reveal at the end that's like and I'm the murderer because they as I said like use that atmosphere so well you know I don't trust anybody now we're in a huge house the power is out like that fear like it was a perfect delicious fucking blend so at the end I was like as long as you don't fucking tell me it's Pete Davidson back from the fucking dead like I am yeah I believe it well I also think in terms of like the horror that the the kills were pretty good too I mean in general I obviously we don't really see much of Pete Davidson's kill other than like the slash which was pretty effective in the end but like I don't know her, what was the character's name um Jordan I would say that the, the first time I really thought that maybe there was a killer was when Jordan died because yeah. the gash on her head when she fell down those stairs did not look like it came from a fall down a, a flight of stairs and I was like okay that looks like fucking murder and that was a moment I think that I felt like oh I'm scared for these people because you just stumbled upon your friend's dead fucking body it looks like she got bashed in the head and anyone could come down the stairs now and get you. That was really scary to me, too. I mean, I I think my moment of thinking that also involved stairs, but it was Emma, um, mm-hmm. who actually fell down the stairs. And I I think it's Alice finds her. Because that was a good moment, too. So Oh, well, that's what I'm sorry. That's what I'm talking about. Not Jordan. Emma. You're right. Emma. Yes. Okay, yes. That's what yes, I'm talking yes, about. Because... Yeah, because it works so well because, like, it comes in when Alice is by herself. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like, they follow her for a minute. And it's a really good, like, sequence of, like, um, 
building that atmosphere and that fear because like you're with her and like as far as I can recall like she's not like talking to herself while she's by herself like making jokes or like doing like you know physical comedy she's like literally and they're following her for so long and there's so much dark empty space around her that you're like I just know she's gonna get it and I was like not them killing Rachel said it she's the best part um and then yeah she like falls over Emma's body and like she looks like awful like she's just been like like butchered Mm -hmm. and exactly what you're saying where I was like oh she's definitely been killed like and of course like one of the characters says like you know like maybe she fell and they're like she didn't fucking fall she was pushed um which I was like, yeah, I would believe the same thing. Which, obviously, we come to find out. I mean, I guess in theory she could have still been pushed. And there's, like, someone who pushed her fucking died. We never know. But I think we're led to believe at the end, like, no. She literally was just, like, on one. She had just taken drugs from mm-hmm. Sophie that were, like, unclear what they were. But, like, clearly, like, fucked her up to the degree that, like, she stumbled and fell down the stairs. And I think that scene also is so scary because of Rachel Sennett's performance after she finds her. Because it is pitch black and the scream that she releases is like building and building where she's like screaming for help and just like crying and like crunching herself against the fucking wall in a corner just like screaming for anybody to come help her with so much panic and desperation in her voice incredible you believed it every second how you scream in a dream when you're Mm. like you're like like i gotta get it out but like my brain cannot process quick enough and i'm like Mm -hmm. trying to scream so loud like yeah very believable and it's scary too because like when you scream that loud for help you're also like in the back of your mind being like but if there is a killer they're also hearing me scream and i'm fucking you know pinpointing my location for them terrifying yeah, I mean, oh. one of my other, like, fears, I have a list of, I just have so many fears, honestly. I'm such on, Loki, I'm a huge fucking scaredy cat for someone who loves horror. But one of my fears in general is, like, being chased. Mm-hmm. We've we talked about this. I'm positive we have in some episode. But, like, like I'm talking about, like, you can't go up the stairs behind me. Like, if we're going up the stairs, go. You first. <laughs> I don't want you walking behind me. So, like, there are also many times in the scene, like, specifically the one that, like, really made me, like, <sighs> get tense was, like, everybody else is, I believe, dead at this point. And it's after um, Jordan. Mm-hmm has died from being pushed over the balcony. Yes, yes. Um, And she, like, says this thing to um, be Maria Bakalova's character, being like, check her phone. Check your girlfriend's mm-hmm. phone. Because, like, insinuating, like, she cheated on you with me. And, of course, like, her girlfriend's, like, like being like, she, that's a lie, but, like, also you can't check my phone. Which is, like, girl. It's girl, it's 2022. Like, delete your text if you're that fucking creepy. Like, dead fucking ass. If you're like, gonna be a little shit, on. just fucking delete the text. Why keep the evidence? It makes no sense. No Anyways, paper trail. Um, we're then, like, kind of, like, rightfully so I think like Maria Bakalova gets like nervous mm-hmm. and then like kind of like runs away from her and then there's a scene where of course her girlfriend Sophie Amandala Steinberg is like fo- running after her and I, I was like so like I was like st- like it made sense it's like of course like you you both are not the killer as we find out so you think the other one's gonna be unsafe you don't want to be left alone like mm-hmm. you're trying to explain yourself so of course you're gonna follow her but I was like stop chasing her it is making me so fucking anxious and of course she's like hiding there was moments too where like it stressed me out because, like, they have the flashlight on their phone, and, like, someone will come into the room, and I'm, like, literally douse the fucking light. I like, know. Somebody's gonna see you. Um, I know, It I know stressed it. me out. Um, But I have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, we're talking about the girls. I do have to say, nothing against Pete Davidson. I'm not a huge Pete Davidson, like, enthusiast. Like, I'm not obsessed with him. I'm not down bad for him in any way. I do think that, like, he's funny, and, like, I don't hate him when he's in movies, Um, and I think he fulfilled <laughs> his purpose here. He obviously dies first, so he's still, you know, the least around. But Lee Pace? Lee Pace delivered. And I'm also not, like, a Lee Pace girly. Mm-hmm. I understand it completely. I just, like, 
don't think about him. Um, but he gives, like, the perfect fucking, like, himbo performance. It's funny, I just saw, like, a clip from an interview where, like, an interviewer is interviewing the cast and, like, calls him a himbo. And he's, like, in, he's low-key insulted because he doesn't understand what it means. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you mean Greg's a himbo? They're like, no, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, Lee. We love a himbo. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, because, like, once again, like, they also obviously lead you to believe that, like, he could be the killer because, yeah, like, he's, like, this, like, older guy and, like, they don't know him and, like, they, the best fucking bit is them thinking he's a vet, like, he was in the war. Oh, my God. And they bring it up later and then Rachel Sun's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, you you said he's a vet. And she's like, yeah, a veterinarian. (laughs) I I was like, it's it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that both men were very, very good. I probably like pete davidson more than you do i'm not trying to like date him or anything but i watch snl i enjoy pete davidson i think he's funny um i thought he well, was... girl, you could date him he's he broke up with kim k i think yeah i'm i'm in the same league as kim kardashian um girl don't she's below me ah! <laughs> i'm just kidding um we but, love all women and we don't care yeah, no. um but like i thought he was really funny i thought the scene where he was like I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm hotter than Greg. Like really. I look like I me fuck. Up. You know, like I yeah. fuck. And then obviously, I really enjoyed both of them when he, uh, Greg is like pretending to be dead and like won't wake up, and then he like hits him in the balls with the bottle. That, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. was funny. Uh, but no, Lee Pace did such a great job because Greg is very much a Libra Moon. He is very much that like peace loving nature animal. You know, sweet man who's like really in touch with his emotions. But you don't know if that's really who he is or if he's just putting on a front because he does have those moments when they're coming at him where, like, obviously he's defending himself. But to them and to the audience, it can very easily be read as, like, no, I am a big, tall, fucking strong man who is now going to take this weapon from you and now I am in power. Whereas, like, he's just trying to protect himself, but it's he goes back and forth between those two personas so well because you don't know and he's like laughing and you're like is he laughing because it's a joke or because he's fucking crazy like it that that's so scary not knowing like the true intentions of a fucking big ass man with a weapon you literally nailed it on the head but yeah exactly because like because they've been like i say they it was mostly pete davidson but of course like no one was really having his back and like fully sticking up for Mm -hmm. him like he's been kind of the butt of the yeah, which, like, even her, she's kind of like, come on, <laughs> look what you did. Um, God, she's living my dream life. Um, anyways, anywho, um, yeah, like, so there was part of it that was, like, because, like, he is a himbo and he's, like, in the this, like, huge indoor fucking gym they have in the house, like, doing his, like, you know, light therapy or whatever. And he's like, oh, what's going on, guys? Like, oh, you guys are fooling with me again. Like, I felt bad for him, but it was that, yeah, I was fluctuating her. I was like, Wait, like leave him alone but also like he i i guess he could be the bad guy. i was like yeah. lee i just need you to stop everything just like put it all down sit in the corner and don't yeah, grab the weapon like like go in the corner and like cry like i don't know like literally just get away from this um i was stressed i was really stressed but something else i i feel like we need to address because we and i've been dancing around it but like i feel like it's one of the big things in this movie that i really really like um obviously we talked about it I, the performances are all great and obviously the main cast because the boys are the two to, to die first um is women are women i don't know why i said is women anyways um 
something that really works well in this movie that also um in another movie not a horror movie that i really think works well for the movie um it's the movie the bachelorette i don't know if you've seen it um with um fucking kristen dunst and um rebel wilson and um my god i cannot think of her fucking name you'll you'll pull it up and you'll see who i'm talking about um yeah okay it's just bachelorette yeah yeah yeah. it's just bachelorette um it it works with that movie works really well because the whole movie like operates on the idea that like yeah like women can be really awful people too absolutely all those characters suck yes like they're all like awful to each other but even then in that movie like I guess, honestly, I would debate, like, maybe less so than Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Like, there's still, like, a humanity to it. You're, like, despite, like, how awful they are, and yes, they're playing into that for the joke, for the bit, like, mm, they're human. Like, people operate like this, and I think that movie works. And I know, like, some people don't like that movie because they watch it, and they're, like, I hate these girls. Like, they're the worst friends, and I get that, but I think that's what works about it is, like, yeah, like, the, the timeless saying of, you know, I support women's rights, but more importantly, I support women's wrongs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love to see a movie where I'm like, once you take the boys out of it, like, I'm like, yeah, at the end of the day, like, I'm, men are worse than women. It's not a debate. Don't even try me, anybody. But, like, with that being said, like, women can be awful, disgusting, foul people too, specifically to each other. So, like, when that is kind of, like, put on display and, like, what, like, not that we're, like, celebrating it, but kind of, like, that's the butt of the joke. Or, like, that's, like, the commentary we're trying to make. Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of fucked up how we treat each other or whatever. Like, that works really well for me. And I really appreciated that here because, like, as we see, I mean, there's so many examples in the movie. Whether it be because, like, they're bringing up, like, past relationships or, you know, like, with Rachel Sennett, like, bringing up, like, this, like, desperate need to, like, have a following and, like, be somebody. Or, like, um, fucking Pete Davidson's girlfriend, Emma, um, mm-hmm. where they're, like, you, like, literally ha- never have an original idea of your own. Like, just, like, literally it's one of those things where it's, like, kind of, I feel like, a worse fear you could have with being within a friend group. Where it's, like, oh, yeah, we all love each other, we all get along, but I feel like secretly all my friends are, like, logging away shit about me to like use against me at some point and then like this movie is like and now what if you were put in like what you perceive to be a life and death situation all that's gonna come out like every little like dirty secret or like nasty thought that they've ever thought about you is going to be used as a weapon against you to weaken you or like you I guess like pin these murders on your ass yeah I think that women have the capability of being as vicious as humanly possible if they wanted to be and I think when you get women who are very comfortable with each other and very close who have a lot of history with each other and therefore don't really have those like maybe like boundaries where maybe you know I wouldn't say something to somebody because I don't want to hurt their feelings maybe that's kind of taken back because of the history and also just because of you know all the drug use and the alcohol use and the high stakes situation you know I'm not going to be candid I'm going to I mean I am going to be candid I'm just going to tell you whatever the fuck I feel like it's so aggressive, but it's so real. Because I know people like that. Yes. I've been in friend groups where people just, I don't give a shit. I'm drunk. I'm going to tell you the fucking nastiest thing about you that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very entertaining to watch. It's not fun to be a part of. But yeah, I mean, and I do think that most of the character traits in this movie are pretty negative. I think they're really highlighting the like narcissism and like spoiledness of, you know, rich Gen Zers who like don't really want to 
who just like want to have a social media following and be an influencer, which like that's fine. People like to do that, and I think they're making fun of that kind of like concept as a whole. Because obviously, you know, I don't like when anyone is like, "Oh, millennials are like jaded and Gen Z is lazy." Because like those stereotypes are just not true and they're fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. Like Gen Z has so many great qualities. I feel like Gen Z is like the future. Millennials have like a million fucking jobs to keep their fucking bills paid and it's just always the negative parts of it but i do think that there is yeah. a part of like the gen z culture which is very tiktok it's very like social media heavy and this kind of like way of speaking and i think to do it in a way that is funny but also very genuine is the way that you can like wrap your mind around it i guess i don't really know yeah what well saying. it's funny because I, in the rachel senate article i was reading and it kind of articulated it in a way that i hadn't thought about it before where it was mm-hmm. just like Like, these, like, generations, like, us included, like, we were kind of there when, like, these things were really starting and really getting big. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, you could take it all the way back to, like, MySpace or whatever, but even just thinking about, like, Instagram or, like, things like that. Like, and it, at the the beginning, it was really exciting because it's, like, everybody, to a certain degree, I think, like, wants to leave their mark on the world. Like, wants to have this legacy and, like, you know, it's, like, oh, like, I can, like, put my life somewhere and it's there. Like, a gallery or whatever. Like, and so that was really exciting to be able to share yourself in ways. And obviously, there's a lot of good that's come in social media, being able to connect yeah. so far away, make friends you would have never met otherwise because they live in another country or whatever. Fuck, all that great stuff. But then, obviously, these things escalate and sometimes turn into like the monsters that, like, I think a lot of people also view social media as today, um, where it's like, you know, it starts out as this like, oh my god, this cathartic way to share myself. Finally, I can share myself. I feel like I have a voice. Like, and anyone can do it. Where then it becomes like too much where there's almost this becomes this expectation of like well you have to have social media like you have to share yourself you mm-hmm. have to update where then like I you think about it sometimes like if you're like interested in somebody and you like try to like like let's say like oh like I met this person and like I want to find like their social media and you find that like oh they don't have an Instagram or something like immediately in your head you're like mm, red flag like that's weird that's where you have an Instagram where it's like no like it's probably honestly they're probably better for it to like honestly just like be living unattached to that but it's just like we've come to put so much importance on that which like i wouldn't say the whole movie focuses on social media because of the fact that like they're cut off from the internet um but obviously like these character types and once again we keep talking about rachel senate but like she fucking carried um like her character specifically very much feels like this person that is just like i mean she's the one at the beginning that's like making the tiktok on her phone she has the podcast Mm -hmm. like all this shit um where it feels a little like yeah like that thing where it is just like you're like annoying and you're too much but at the same time i see that like that human part of you that is just like you're just desperate to like yeah to want to like be somebody mm-hmm. and like even if it's not ill-intentioned it is just like it's really fucking cringy um and embarrassing for you um but yes i i think the the gen z of it all um was the crux that this was all working on like i think like as we said at the beginning of the episode like this was either going to be like really fucking annoying and bad or like really fucking funny and like oh my god they nailed it and thankfully it was the latter Mm -hmm. um oh i do want to say because i i would be very upset if i forgot to say this that in addition to the amazing performances and the excellent script the soundtrack slapped so fucking hard when 212 came on yeah i was like all right everyone i'm fucking done this is it this is the movie for me i I'm so old. I, I know. And then they played the song in like its fucking entirety. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
immediately I was just like, yeah. Literally, I think I said something I feel like out loud to myself in the theater. I was like, oh, yeah. I know. I was literally like lip syncing the whole time. But even then, like, that's a genius fucking choice because all the fucking like our like age oh, group, yeah. like millennial, Gen Z, whatever the fuck, I don't even fucking know what I am anymore. I, just I think you're a cusp baby. I'm a millennial. A little cusp baby. Like, yeah, the reaction was everyone being like, oh my God, this song, which of course. And like, even if like, you don't know it, the beat is so fucking good. And then the lyrics fit the vibe of the movie so well, and just like all of the all of the songs, honestly. Yeah. So like immediately, I'm like, I wish I was there, like dancing into my shoe, and I'm like, they're just like me for real. Um. But yeah, that and then like the fucking Charlie XCX song, mm-hmm. which like I don't think they played to the trailer. That's always how it is. I'm like, oh my god, this banger of a Charlie song is about to go off, and it's like, don't wrong, I love a banger trailer song, but there is always a part of me that's like, why didn't you put it in the re- the whole regular? You movie? mean credits? Like, the movie movie. Yes. What did I say? Trailer? I mean, it was in the trailer, too. Yes. To be fair. Um, but the credit song is what I fucking meant. Um, but yes. Killer soundtrack, which sometimes movie, I thought, I might have said this before. I don't actually know if I have on this podcast. But, like, sometimes movie, like, will go crazy with a needle drop. Like, some oh, movies yeah. are on some, like, Oh, yeah. Like, Fear like, Street's lo- trilogy? Oh, my God. Like, some movies are on some, like, Love Island shit where it's, like, there's <laughs> no seconds of silence. Like, one song ends. We've just played, like, a radio hit in its entirety. Here comes the next one. Like, literally no time to think. Where you're, like, okay, don't get me wrong. I love a needle drop. But, like, this is too much. Like, it feels like y'all just, like, didn't have a movie. And you were, like, just put songs over it. Mm-hmm. Give us a fuck. That was not the case here. They were, like, perfectly placed. Um, and, yeah, I guess my my final takeaway, which I don't know was really the intention, but I honestly felt this way from the jump. I was like, even though, like, this group of people, I'd be like, I mean, I hope that my wouldn't be friends. I don't want to say I wouldn't be friends with them, but, like, I don't view my friend group this way. Um, and I'm not trying to die or kill anybody, but there was part of me that's like, oh, fuck. No, I want to, like, we should Airbnb, like, a big house and then play bodies, bodies, bodies and just see what happens. I mean, I would do it. It's very similar to a game we used to play in college called Mafia, which is essentially the same game, but you just sit in a circle and, like, you know, I think you, like, get tapped on the shoulder and then, like, it's not nearly as, like, intense as I think they played it in the in the film. But yeah, I was like, I have played a game similar to this, and I would really like to do that sometime with people who maybe will not like call me out. Isn't that what Lee Pace calls it? He's like, Are you guys still playing werewolf? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, I think it's the same variation of like yeah. the same game. I mean, get that shit booked. I'll go. I know. If only I had fucking money to to burn on a fucking <laughs> Airbnb. If I was, as, you know, as well off as some of them, that other line were whatever the fuck, whoever the fuck it was. I think it was Alice saying it to. Um, Jordan, where she was like, you're upper middle class. That was so funny. And it was like such a dig. And I was like, this is too good. Anyways, I feel like we've gone over every fucking Rachel Senate mo- moment in this movie at this point. I think point. we have. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Great time. Couldn't recommend enough. It's definitely, I think, for both of us, a horror favorite of the year. I think just a film favorite of the year. Um, and it is currently playing in theaters. I think, you know, your basic Regals, AMCs, and wherever the fuck else. Fucking Google it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, but excellent cast, mostly women, written by two women, directed by a woman. Support it. Yes, it's mostly women. There are women of color. There are queer women. Like, that it's in an general, excellent great. diverse we cast. Love I love it. And on top of that, it's really fucking funny, and it's really well done. And I, yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, that is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies our discussion on it and that it concludes our 
first mini-sode of season three, but our latest mini-sode for our big screen scare series. Um, keep your eyes and more so your ears peeled for uh, our September episode, which is coming so soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have some guests. We had to Google Calendar that shit like Rachel said. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work. It literally is. Um, you have to build a following. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess to wrap it all up, just keep it creepy. Go see the movie. Bye. Bye.